In our modern life, we are becoming much more exposed to things which threaten us compared to previous generations. So in terms of uh, the lack of sleep right through to the toxic environment, pollution, all of these things are attacking our nervous system, attacking our immune system at a very subtle level, mm -hmm. which means we have background inflammation. So our system's already slightly inflamed in the background, which then makes us more vulnerable to overreactions in the future. Hi everyone and welcome to Superwoman Wellness. I'm Dr. Taz. I've made it my mission throughout my career in integrative medicine to support women in restoring their health using a blend of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science. In this show, I will guide you through different practices to find your power type and fully embody the healthiest and most passionate version of you. I'm here for you and I can't wait to get started. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness, where we're determined to keep you at your superpower itself. And a part of that is protecting and taking care of your brain. That's why we're going to talk about a really important concept, something called neuroplasticity, which is the key to mental fitness and keeping our minds healthy and vibrant, no matter what age we might be. And to do that, I brought on a very special guest. I have with me today, Ashok Gupta. He's an internationally renowned speaker, filmmaker, and health practitioner who has dedicated his life to supporting people through chronic illness and achieving their potential. He suffered from chronic fatigue syndrome around 25 years ago when he was studying at Cambridge university through neurological research that he conducted he managed to get himself a hundred percent better he then set up a clinic to treat others and then published a well-known recovery program known as the gupta program in 2007. In 2017, he published a popular 4.7 star rated app called the Meaning of Life Experiment. I can't wait to learn a little bit more about this, by the way, a 30 day program of videos and meditations to discover more happiness, meaning and to uncover your life purpose. www.themeaningoflife.tv in 2020, he created and hosted the free 10 day coronavirus challenge, which is helping thousands of others taking the pledge to reduce the spread of the virus through boosting the immune system, reducing anxiety and saving lives. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you have quite a history and quite a story and a journey. So mm. tell us a little bit, you know, it sounds like you had like many of us, right? You had your own medical issue. It led to the search for answers. What did you uncover during that part of your journey? And what did you find out about sort of what recovery really needs to get people mm. healthy from chronic diseases? Well, as you say, many of us have walked this path because we ourselves have experienced these kinds of conditions. So I remember, I, I distinctly remember that day when I was at university thinking, my life's over, you know, all doctors are saying there's no cure to ME or chronic fatigue syndrome. You may have this for decades, if not the rest of your life. And it was like a brick wall saying, that's it, my life's over. Mm. And I remember in that moment thinking, if I could just get myself well, I will dedicate the rest of my life to helping others with this because there's so much suffering going on on the planet yes. with these kinds of um, conditions. So at that point, at my lowest point, which is often what we have to hit to bounce back, I then, as you say, conducted lots of neurological research and physiological research and came up with a hypothesis as to what I thought caused these types of chronic conditions. And then through ad hoc processes, I was able to retrain my brain I was you know, able to experiment with my consciousness and what was happening at the periphery, managed to get myself better and then 
published some medical research, a medical paper, and then went on to set up a clinic to help others. Mm-hmm. And I think that that process of recovery, it's with many of these conditions, only if you've really suffered from it in some shape or form, can you really truly understand what people are going through? Because these right. conditions are very unique um, in that sense. Definitely. So tell us a little bit about your path. What was it? So you had chronic fatigue. What were the critical pieces of your recovery and what inspired you to create a recovery program for people? So what, what was it that you really noticed about your own journey that maybe other people aren't getting the answers to, or they're not finding out and that's why they're not getting better? Yeah. So I think that um, if you look at uh, modern medicine and even certain complementary alternative techniques, what we're doing is we are treating what is visible. But what is often invisible is the black box of our brain. And that's only over the last 20 years or so have brain scans become, uh, I suppose, more ubiquitous and more people are aware of being able to scan their brains. But actually, um, a bit of black box until recently. And so I believe that a lot of these chronic conditions as a result of my research, although they have downstream effects in the body, in the gut, and certainly those should be treated, there's a missing piece of the jigsaw puzzle, which is, could these conditions actually be starting in the brain and perpetuated by a link between the brain and the body? So I describe it as a game of tennis. So the brain hits a ball, the body then hits a ball back, and there's a game of tennis. And we certainly know, obviously, the the brain-gut axis. There's a lot of tennis going on uh, and kind of, I suppose, cumulative effects and how they respond to each other. So that is where I think feel is the missing piece of the jigsaw puzzle is what is going on in the brain and could these chronic conditions actually be sourced in the brain? So that's a that's a big statement, right? Because so much of medicine and so much of what we do in the exam room is like dealing with the physical conditions and really trying to get granular with, well, this lab number's off and this is off and that's off and therefore this is what we need to treat. If a disease is beginning in the brain, what mm-hmm do we do? How do we begin? How do we start to identify it? How do we know that this is even happening to us so that we can maybe prevent it before it turns into something bigger? Absolutely. And it's it's a big question. (laughs) So it requires a a certain answer. So I describe this as um, a car. So imagine the body is like a car and traditional medicine certainly has been quite reductionist in its philosophy, which is right. If there's something wrong with the engine, we go and fix the engine. If there's something wrong with the door, we go and fix the door. But actually in modern cars, what is it that tends to go wrong? It tends to be the electrical system, mm-hmm. uh, which has a bug. And then that has an effect on the physical uh, dimensions of the car or the, the aspects of it. So in a similar way, we have these downstream effects on the physical body of our car, but actually it's that electrical system and the central processing unit, which is the software issue. So I call these illnesses software issues, which then have downstream effects on the hardware. And if I can just, kind of go back to the hypothesis of what I believe causes these conditions, then I'll be able to answer your, your next question. Okay. So let's take the biggest question of all, why are we here? <laughs> a big philosophical question. That is what we're going to answer today, guys. We are going to answer that question for each of you. Why are we here, right? That's yes, the goal. There, there's a way to keep, keep people tuned. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so we'll start off, I suppose, instead of the philosophical question, actually the physiological question. We're here because this nervous system and this immune system has evolved over millions of years from plants and uh, invertebrates and vertebrates, animals, mammals, etc., to get to where we are now, to adapt to our environment and ensure survival. So we are survival machines 
And the primary purpose of our brain, our nervous system, is to protect us from dangers, to enable the passing on of our genes to the next generation. Okay, so we start with that starting point. Right. Now, in our modern life, we are becoming much more exposed to things which threaten us compared to previous generations. So in terms of uh, the lack of sleep right through to the toxic environment, pollution, the uh, chemicals in the foods and uh, items that we use. All of these things are attacking our nervous system, attacking our immune system at a very subtle level, mm -hmm. which means we have background inflammation. So our system's already slightly inflamed in the background, which then makes us more vulnerable to overreactions in the future. Then in these chronic illnesses, along comes a pathogen. So it could be a virus, a bacterial infection, exposure to mold, or even COVID-19. And the system is designed to normally defend against those pathogens, right. exhaust them from the system, and then go back to balance. But sometimes if our system is vulnerable or it feels mentally, physically, emotionally overwhelmed, or is just at that, that overwhelmed point, the system then goes into overdrive because it feels, oh, wow, I'm fighting off, let's say, COVID-19. Mm -hmm. I only just managed to fight it off with all the inflammation and all the, the, the kind of defensive systems being triggered. Now, I, as the body, I'm hugely concerned that that pathogen may come back and it may overwhelm us. And we may then end up not being able to pass on our genes to the next generation. Right. So the system, the immune system and nervous system become hyperactive and hyper-defensive. So anything that even reminds it of the original sensitizing event, that original pathogen, then becomes a trigger for an over-response in the immune system and nervous system, which then causes, obviously, disruption of the gut and the, the bacteria and all of the things that, obviously, you, uh, your, you and your team and your yeah. audience are very aware of. Yeah, definitely. Uh, inflammation throughout the body, inflammation in the brain, yeah. which then causes those suite of symptoms that we know seem to crossover in many different conditions, the fatigue, the pain, the tiredness, lack of energy, um, weight, uh, weight. Yeah, absolutely. You can go All both ways yep. in terms uh -huh. of the weight and then obviously yep. digestive challenges which yep. occur. And we see those in so many different conditions because actually I believe it's because at the core of it in the brain, there is an over response. And that over response is unique to each patient according to what the original pathogen actually was and that's why although there's so many crossovers between these conditions each signature of the immune system and nervous system response is unique to each patient so that just gives so, you an overview of the hypothesis so can i call the over response can i call that inflammation is that what you're saying autoimmunity inflammation that's that's a lot of what we talk about in the exam rooms every day at, at our practices at center spring md that something has triggered this inflammatory cascade and it may not get a label. I don't know if yours did. I don't know if you had a label or a box to put it in, but many of the patients that we see, they don't get a label. They don't necessarily have cancer or RA or lupus or Sjogren syndrome or all these different syndromes that are out there. They just have kind of like you, chronic fatigue. They don't feel good. They don't feel like themselves. And, and I, you know, the same thing that you're referring to as over-response, I refer to, I think, as inflammation. Do you think we're talking about the same thing or? I think we're talking very similar things here. So certainly yeah. inflammation, widespread inflammation is one aspect of this particular response and certainly dominant in the Th2 response versus mm -hmm. Th1. Mm -hmm. And so certainly inflammation is a big part of it. 
And I think there are other things going on as well. So not just a, a generalized inflammation, but also an overstimulation in terms of the, the nervous system response and so not ah, only the immune system. So the nervous system is on high alert and therefore I'm sure you notice, and I certainly notice, clients coming in, they tend to be hypersensitive, not only physically, but emotionally as well. Mm -hmm. They find Absolutely. it more difficult to deal with life's challenges. They're more sensitive to certain difficult people in their lives. Yep. And it's because the brain does not differentiate, I believe, between physical, mental, emotional, biological threats. Mm. It, it generalizes a threat to say, what do I need to do to ensure survival? And then these responses um, get wired together. So we know that uh, neurons that fire together wire together. So mm. if the immune system gets triggered at the same time as stress, then a stressful situation could then trigger an immune response. And certainly a lot of nutritionists and neuropaths are naturopaths that I speak to say, you know, we get people well, we get them to 70, 80, 90%, sometimes 100%, but they go and have another stressful event in their lives. Mm -hmm. And guess what? A year later or two years later, they may come back because that, that response is, is actually the core of it. The brain's response uh, is still latent and dormant and waiting for the next trigger right. to then break that imbalance in the system. So what do you do if we have, so, so many people I meet have an over-responsive nervous system, right? Like life has handed them things. They've come from trauma or they've signed up for too much and they're just running or busting it. They're not sleeping. I mean, I went through some of this, you know, just in my own training in my own life, I think, you know, so yeah. what can we do? Cause life is going to happen, right? Life is going to continue to take place. Even if we consciously choose to be not stressed or less stressed, you know, if you have family, if you have children, if you have parents, if you have a job, there's always going to be things that we have to deal with. So how mm -hmm. can we start to identify that really we're having a brain issue we're having a problem that's beginning up here. We're having a nervous system issue. How would you suggest we start to identify that? And what do we do about it? Well, that's the core of these neuroplasticity brain retraining approaches, which is let's first of all break the primary cycle, which is the brain and body responding to each other. So the brain detects these symptoms in the body. Mm -hmm. So they loop into the brain, a hypersensitive brain. The brain then says, we're still in danger. These symptoms in the body represent the fact that the pathogen may still be here, then the brain then triggers the nervous system and immune system, which creates the symptoms in the body, which then loop back to a hypersensitive brain, and we get caught in a vicious cycle. So the first part, port of call for us in terms of getting people well, is to retrain that vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. yep, so that's the, the first cycle that we retrain. Now, once we've retrained that cycle, people get to 70, 80, 90% health. Then at that point, as you correctly said, the next phase is how do we enable people to get back into normal life, but have the skill set to stay centered, to stay calmer, right? So that these situations around them don't trigger another nervous system or inflammatory response. And that's where we work on uh, training the brain out of conditioned responses. So, are you responding to people all the time in a certain way or situations? How can you shift your perspectives in life? shift your perspectives on stress. And it's perfectly possible to still have the same situations in your life, the same difficult people you've got to deal with, the same busy agenda, right. but actually be able to approach it in a calm, balanced mindset. Mm. And that is the second part of retraining. So the first part is let's break these vicious cycles where the brain has got stuck. And then the second set is let's get you into 
uh, a state of being where you can handle the stresses uh, of life. And I'm sure we all know those people right around us that they have such busy lives and they seem to have so much going on and they right. always seem so calm. Right. We think, what, what is their secret? What are they doing? Yeah. You know, now a lot of that is potentially some, there's some genetic aspects of that. There's some aspects of upbringing. But what I believe is the brain is plastic. That's the good news. It's rewirable. We can train our brains to be calmer and more centered. And that involves brain retraining. That involves a holistic approach. So we look at diet, sleep, exercise, uh, you know, rhythms of light. And then, of course, the supporting techniques like meditation and breathing. And I believe it's only when you have this holistic approach with all of these different components, does someone go on to then having long lasting shifts and changes where mm. they can get well and stay well. I think that's so fascinating. And it's sometimes easier said than done, right? Like it's so hard to train your brain. So what is a realistic expectation? Let's say somebody signs up for brain rewiring or brain retraining. And I think it's amazing that the human body is so capable of regeneration. And I think that's true of the brain too, that we can change your brain. You can rewire it even in your children. So that's the exciting news here, but what's a realistic expectation? You change your diet, you sleep more consistently, you start a meditation practice, you know, how long would it take to get unstuck? How long does it take to stop repetitive patterns and stop that consistent stress response or that familiar stress response that so many people are used to? Well, we describe it as a toolkit. The first tool that we bring out of the bag is definitely setting up a regular process of meditation. Yeah, okay. because we believe that that actually prepares the ground for neuroplastic rewiring. Mm. Because when our brain is hyper-stimulated, it's less wireable. Yeah, it's more responsive or uh, it gets triggered easily. So a, a regular breathing and meditation process is what we start with. Then the next step is we go into the brain retraining directly because mm -hmm. for some people, they don't even need the holistic support. Um, they can actually just through the brain retraining find that within days, they can actually start feeling better. I mean, we had a lady wow. just, just a few months ago who had long COVID, had had it for a year. Within two to three, within 10 days of brain retraining, she was up to 80, 90% health because that wow. was the core thing for her. Then after the, the core of our program is a brain retraining and then the supporting techniques are then the diet and the activity and the pacing. And so we have people who can get better within weeks. Sometimes it takes a number of months for the people who are chronically ill and they're, they're very severe, you know, bed bound. We're looking between three to six months to start seeing those improvements. And obviously we don't want people to be complacent. So we call our program a six month program to dedicate yourself to this for six months, no matter what happens, uh, because some people really see the shifts after five or six months, seven or eight months. Mm. Okay. But for most people, they will see improvements within weeks and months and they will continue then with the techniques and go on to make that recovery. So if somebody just wanted to get started today and they wanted to try three things to retrain their brain, it sounds like you would say meditation is critical. So mm -hmm. how much meditation for how long, what style, how, what directive can we give folks? So they have something actionable that they can, maybe they're listening and they want to start changing their brain right away. Of course. Yeah. So the sweet spot in most studies tends to be about 20 minutes. Okay. Right. And so generally I also find that people have a deeper meditation if they do some deep breathing first. So a few minutes of deep breathing, and there are lots of breathing techniques you can find on, on the mm -hmm. internet. So alternate mm -hmm. nostril breathing is the one that we use, followed by a 20-minute 
meditation. And for those people who are new to meditation, the meditations that we use in the Gupta program are designed for those very anxious, busy minds. Yeah. So we've designed them specifically to help that kind of, of mindset. And so I say that was a sweet spot. And I'd actually say if you have chronic illness, twice a day is the ideal. Wow. Yeah. It seems like a big commitment. Minutes. 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. But if that seems like too much, at least just try 20 minutes in the morning um, and then see how you go from there. So I love that. I think anything, any of us can do anything for about 20 minutes. So 20 minutes of meditation, twice a day if you have chronic illness, at least once a day if you're just stressed and anxious and running around too much. That's a, a great, kind of a great place to start for sure. What else Absolutely. would you suggest? Is there anything else like, Hey, this is something you guys can go ahead and do right away, get started on right away. What else would you suggest? Okay. So with chronic illness, one of the big things is sleep. Mm -hmm. We know if we get a good night's sleep, our system just rebalances fantastically well. So morning exposure to light is incredibly important. So mm -hmm. as soon as you wake up, you know, open the curtains, go for a walk outside, sit near a window, expose your eyes to, to bright light, sit in that first 15 to 20 minutes and through the morning, and then have a good nighttime routine mm -hmm. so that you can genuinely say you're getting at least seven to eight hours of good solid sleep. Once you start correcting those sleep rhythms, certainly general health um, can improve as well. And then of course with diet, I'm sure you do lots of great work with, with clients there. Yep. Um, and a general anti-inflammatory diet um, is, is advised. And uh, of course with pacing, pacing is incredibly important because with chronic illness, we think like, I can just push through, but actually it is about pacing our body because the more we push our body and it reacts mm. to that inflammatory response, the more it consolidates that inflammatory response. Mm. So pacing ourselves, so thinking, okay, how do I feel right now? Let me rest versus let me listen to the demands of my busy job or busy life right. and just give in because right. that just increases the fear the body has that it can't handle uh, the world, the environment around it. Wow. So pacing is something that's often uh, misunderstood and is often not prescribed because we think, come on, just force the body through, it'll be fine. But yeah, that generally in our experience doesn't work. And something I just wanted to share on meditation, yeah. uh, because obviously people say, well, that's a lot of time commitment, why should I do it? There is a whole wealth of uh, evidence base around the powers of meditation and regular meditation. And I'd love to draw people's attention to uh, what I think was a groundbreaking study that should have made front page news around the world. And yet it got, you know, mm. no one even knows about when it. That happens. 2015 Harvard study, 5,000 people followed for, I think, a couple of years. And they essentially followed them for a year and saw how much they used um, a hospital or a doctor, how many visits to the medical profession. Then they taught them uh, mindfulness meditation and resilience and 20 minutes a day and then mm -hmm. followed them for a year afterwards. And compared to a control group, there was a 42% drop in the usage of medical facilities. Mm. 42%. Now imagine if there was a drug that suddenly came on the market that said, right, we can almost halve your usage right. of medical facilities. It would be the miracle drug of the 21st century compared to anything we've ever experienced. And yet the evidence base is there. So we, we talk about, you know, increasing bills in the US and the UK and Canada, medical bills are going through the roof. Right. If everyone was taught to meditate, it would transform our healthcare system. Wow, that is powerful. Just think about all the chronic illness and the cost of chronic illness to so many countries nowadays. We saw it with COVID. Actually, COVID's a 
such a great example, I think, of, of the variability of a virus and what it can do to certain populations versus other populations. And so many people were scratching their heads like, well, why did I only get a cold and you ended up in the hospital? But again, I think it's all this gut immune nervous system connection that we need to become more and more aware of because our environment is only getting more toxic, right? And our stress levels are continuing to escalate. And so I think we've got to figure out what is the toolbox that we can have internally to really take care of our nervous system, our gut health, our detox pathways, and so much more. And I'm sure that's a big part of the healing journey for so many, like it was for you. All right. We're almost out of time, but I want to ask about your meaning of life program there. I thought that was fascinating. So tell us a little bit about that. What is the meaning of life experiment, a 30 day program of videos to really help you understand your purpose and your passion? Yeah, so after I created the Gupta program for chronic illness, uh, I think my next life purpose I felt was to create this program, which was a, a kind of collection of all my knowledge that I had gathered over the last 25 years of researching personal development yeah. and spirituality. So it takes you on a journey of, you know, right starting points of psychology and meditation, right through to quantum physics, through to the nature of consciousness and how we can describe a model of how our minds and the universe work. And so it's a program of, that helps us understand what makes us happy. Mm-hmm. And also, most importantly, how we discover our life purpose. Because I truly believe we're all here to give a gift to this planet. Yes. I don't believe we're here to just solely consume and entertain ourselves. There's much more to that, that we're here to give back in some way. And how can we discover that and connect with that? And life just becomes so much more expansive and fulfilling when we truly connect with that. So this is a a whole holistic program about discovering the meaning of life and your purpose within it. Ah, I'm going to check it out. That gives me chills. I'm so excited to take a look at it. Well, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. I think this topic of neuroplasticity and how disease might be rooted in our brains rather than just in our physical bodies is a really important one. And one we need to be, first of all, as clinicians thinking about more and more, but even for all of you listening today, thinking about where your nervous system might be, where you could begin. It starts maybe with meditation and sleep and diet, but where would you go even beyond that? maybe to really reset and rewire your brain. And that is really the best news of all that we can rewire our brains and we aren't, you know, sort of sort of signing off to a certain destiny. We are in control of what's happening. If folks want to connect with you and meet with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Uh, yeah. So they, first of all, can visit our website, which is okay. guptaprogram.com, G-U-P-T-A, guptaprogram.com. And just especially for your listeners, we'll offer a 15% discount code as Dr. Taz, so D-R-T-A-Z. So awesome. if they put that in, they'll uh, get a 15% discount. And even before, if they're not ready to, to obviously go down that road, what they can do is join our 28-day free trial where you can go on there sign up and receive lots of free videos and free audios and discover more about neuroplasticity and see if it's right for you and the right approach. So guptaprogram.com is where they can find out more uh, about the work that we do. Fantastic. Well, thanks for taking the time out today to join me. I really appreciate it. And thank you too. You're in London, different coast, different time. It's late for you. So really, really grateful for the conversation we've had today. And for everybody else, thank you for watching and listening to this episode of Superwoman Wellness. Remember, we're on Apple iTunes and Spotify. If you post a review, I'll send you a free bottle of booze. Just email me at hello at drtaz.com and I'll see you next time.